The Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Hello, hello. Hello. I've been fighting the cold, so my voice is really deep. Yeah, man. I'm like... Sing it down, Barry White. I can't think of anything <laughs> appropriate to say. Yeah, he wasn't always terribly appropriate. Maybe, maybe. There you go. That's slightly appropriate. Yeah. But, um... Hey, by the way, did you get new glasses? I did get new glasses. Oh, man, those are cool. My other glasses that I've had for six years since before Hannah was born just snapped one day. Oh. Um, I was cleaning them. I just, you know, I'd just taken them off to just wipe Clean, them. and then, and they just <laughs> bam, right, right in the, the middle. middle. <laughs> like, they, well, they, they didn't snap. They just kind of disintegrated. Like Wow. <laughs> just they, They're a little old. Yeah, it's like, it's like six years was... Was the uh, oh, what's it? The oh, what's it called? Like, not like carbon dating, like the half life. Oh, like <laughs> just like three years, and like at six years, they're just yeah, gonna at, fall at apart. six years. That's, yeah, that's when they fall <laughs> apart. That's when you know, yeah, you know, it's funny because I um, um, I have these glasses which I've had for a couple years. But I also have um, I also have an identical pair of these. Uh, I, I got two of them, so in case any, because I've had that happen before, where like the the earpiece snaps off or the lens completely pops out and the screw, you know, you, you can't find the screw. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, like I, I've I've had it happen enough times where it's like totally, and it always happens the worst time when you're on vacation, you know, when you're out on a date with your wife, whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this happen again. So next time, I, I was like, next time I buy glasses, I'm going to get two of them. So That's I did. Yeah, so I got two of them, um, except now I'm getting tired of these glasses, and I want, like, a change, but <laughs> yeah. I almost feel obligated to... Because you have two. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost feel obligated to, like, wait until both of them break, which, <laughs> who knows? you know, I'm going to be, like, 45 or something. Just The cool thing this time, so my wife does a blog for moms called Chasing Supermom, ChasingSupermom.com. Yes. There you go. Well, she gets um, some stuff for free. Free stuff. Blog. So like she can do, she does giveaways and stuff like that, or she'll do reviews. Yeah. And so, um, a while ago, and she'll just send out to companies if, if we need something, she'll just send out to a company that makes it. It's like, Hey, I do a blog. I was wondering if you'd be interested in me reviewing this. <laughs> can you send me some things? So she sent one to a glasses company a long time ago. Nice. And like a couple of weeks before my glasses broke, they said, yeah, we're going to, we'll give you a, a hundred dollar a gift certificate, gift card. Yeah, buy them. And, and you can go buy your glasses. Well, then they were doing a buy one, get one free. Hello. So I got two pairs of glasses. Yes. For free. Yes. Yeah. Dude. And so so I got like... Did you have to get new uh, prescriptions, new lenses? No, I just or? used the same prescription. Okay, same prescription. I've been, you know, when I you know with my my glasses before they broke, I hadn't had any problems in a long time. Yeah. And that time that I went in, the doctor said... 
your eyes haven't changed that much. You probably don't need to come in for a while. It's like, okay. Yeah. But, um, so I use the same prescription, but so I got two different pair of glasses, you know, one kind of cool slash geek, mm-hmm. which I like. Cool, cool <laughs> slash geek. Cool geek. It's a new trend. It's, it's, a new it's, line. The, it's the cool geeky. Yeah. And then just like, uh, I don't know, a little more like a metal frame. Oh, kind of more thing. standard. Yeah. So, yeah, see, you know, I, I've always kind of, you know, I've always kind of done the, the, you know, low, you know, kind of small, low profile, uh, you know, just very simple, very thin, you know, black framed metal glasses. Mm-hmm. I've had these for a while, but, you know, I've seen everyone wearing those kind of glasses like you got. Um, like it reminds me of, uh, um, oh, what was that show? The, uh, um, America's Next Top Chef or something like that. The, uh, Gordon Ramsay was on it uh-huh. with, um, um, the, oh, yeah. the, no, the big you're, dude, uh, Master uh, Chef, Master Chef, America. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it was, Master Chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and there was the big dude on there. Um, um, I can't remember what his name was, but no idea. Yeah, but the the really really big dude, and mm-hmm. he has glasses like Who that. Obviously, likes food. He <laughs> he's perfect for being on that show. Oh, it's funny because the other guy, uh, Joe something or other, um, he was I mean, just he, a grump. Like he was just grouchy. He the time. was, but he's super skinny. He's like way way thin. And so is Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon's got a little bit of, of uh, meat to him. But the other dude, um, yeah. whatever his name was, I can't remember. It's going to drive me crazy. Whatever. All right. Enough <laughs> anyway. on glasses. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, new glasses. New glasses. New good job, David. Um, Looks good. Episode ninety nine. Hello. Of the longest running worship ministry podcast on the face of the earth. Oh man, that's us. That's us. Yeah, sweet. So episode one hundred, right around the corner. Wow. But um, so just wanted to throw our info out there real quick because I keep forgetting to do it ah, until the end of the podcast. WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Yep. Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Yep. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Yes. So uh, go follow us, like us, you know, get in touch with us. Do, we do love it. hearing from you. Uh, David at, at David Worship Ministry Catalyst.com. Or, right. Or uh, Kevin uh, at Worship Ministry Catalyst.com. So, yeah, we want to we want to hear from you. Love to talk to you. But, yeah, episode 100 right around the corner. Hello. But this is episode 99. No, and we're not, not going to yeah. shortchange you on no. this episode. We've got stuff to talk about. We do. Including some of the biggest news in the last decade. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> our friend. Who? Our visionary. Steve Jobs. Oh, I know. That was sad, mm. wasn't it? That was sad. Yeah. Uh, man, the, uh, was it pan- pancreas cancer? Pancreatic, pancreatic cancer? Yep. Yeah. Sad. It is sad. No, and, and you know what? I'm not even that much of a Mac guy. Um, But you got to hand it to the dude. I mean... You know, in the last 10 years, I mean, iPods, iPhones, iPads. I mean, he's kind mm-hmm. of revolutionized the, the tech world. Right. And and look, I'm not naive. All right. I understand that it's not like he single-handedly made the product, you know. Right. Um, I mean, he's got an entire team, you know, R&D, research and development. You know, I, I get that. But... But he drove it. He drove the ship. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was the captain. He, he did it. And he became the iconic figure mm-hmm. of Apple, you know. Black turtleneck. Yeah, jeans. Yeah. You know, slightly tapered at the end, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a, uh, he was actually my roommate in college back in Indiana Wesleyan. And, and, and what, Steve Jobs is your roommate? No, what? No. <laughs> a friend of mine. Okay. And he does, he has a radio show back in Indiana now. Okay. Um, conservative talk radio show, politics kind of stuff. But um, 
he did a he did a segment on his show where you know he talked about all the amazing stuff that Steve Jobs had accomplished. Yeah, and he you know he made mistakes. You know don't don't look at Steve Jobs and think that the whole thing was perfect because there were mistakes that he made, just yeah. like everyone makes. Yeah. And so, you know, make sure you look at his career carefully before you bow and worship. But mm-hmm. um, but he was saying, you know, he went through, he just kind of went through and listed, you know, you've got, you had what, the that first Apple, then the Apple II, and then the thing that flopped, and then <laughs> he got fired, and then they he came back with the Macintosh, and then mm-hmm. that didn't work. And so he went and then bought Pixar yeah. and like made Pixar. Into and then something. it was the iMac, right? Wasn't the, the i like yeah, the... So the... Yeah, then he came back to Apple and then like the iMac came out. Yeah, the iMac then... was kind of the, the first big breakthrough that mm-hmm. kind of resurged the uh, the Apple right. uh, company. And then the iPod, somebody came to him with the idea. He didn't come up with the idea for the iPod. Oh, okay. Somebody came to him with the idea for an iPod and then he jumped on it and took it. And took it and made it work and made yeah. it popular and changed the history of music. Absolutely. And then Nano, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was huge. And then of course, the, you know, the iPhone, iPhone, hello. Yep. Then the iPad, wow. and, you know, MacBooks, and yeah, the iMacs, the whole, you know, the everything. So, so he did all these great things. Or iBook, yeah. And then he said, but right now the only thing that matters to Steve Jobs is if, if he accepted Jesus or not. Mm. Like if Jesus was his Lord and Savior. Mm. That's the only thing that matters right now. It's true. Because like to Steve, you know, now that he's gone into the afterlife, wherever he is, you know, none of what he accomplished in terms of technology, even though he may have changed the world and even saved lives through his technology, because, you know, I'm sure his computers helped save lives in some way, shape or form through medicine and stuff. Probably, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, but in spite of all that, all that matters. Did he know Jesus Christ? Was it, yeah, was was Jesus his personal Lord and savior? He confesses sins. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's interesting because, you know, I think a lot of times, just as you were saying that, David, a lot of times when I, uh, think of you know big famous people steve jobs or or whatever and and after they die um you know everyone talks about their legacy everyone talks about you know um what you know what uh uh, what kind of things they did on this earth but um you don't often stop and think about where they're eternal you know where they are eternally uh because i i think especially in our culture there's this kind of need if you will to look up or you know to respect or or worship in a way quote unquote you know to to worship someone and so our culture i think even has a need to to idolize um steve jobs a little bit but that's a good perspective is he in heaven mm-hmm. did, did he trust jesus as lord i don't i don't know the answer that's all that matters right now that's all that matters for him is he in heaven or is mm-hmm. he in hell mm-hmm. so like i don't know just I thought it was a good, a good point of view on yeah. that. So, so anyway, Steve Jobs will be missed. I'm sure, I'm sure Apple's going to struggle here in the next year or two. Yeah. I, I don't imagine that, you know, I, I think the iPhone five, if it, you know, if they have an iPhone five will probably <laughs> be good because it probably still has some of Steve's hand, hand on yeah, it. handiwork. But then, you know, after that, then I don't know. Like, then, then it's a big question yeah. mark. <laughs> I imagine it's going to be a lot of kind of like revamping like so like making it smaller hmm. <laughs> kind of like what they've always done you yeah know? they take stuff and they make it smaller right 
<laughs> so like i imagine they're gonna make the ipad three thinner thinner faster and, and you know thinner faster bigger yeah. battery life yeah and so like same kind of stuff with iphone 6 yeah. or whatever but but you it'll know, just it, be interesting to see if they can actually innovate the way apple has innovated when steve jobs was at the at the helm it will be interesting to see what direction they go yeah, I was just thinking, it seems like companies do that a lot. They they come out with like one product, like a flagship, you know, type mm-hmm. of type of product. And then then what they just do for the next several years is kind of re like like, you know, just make it smaller or faster or bigger mm-hmm. or better. Um cuz I mean, I imagine it takes a lot of work and research and development to actually come up with a brand new type of product. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even the the iPhone in a way, um I mean, don't get me wrong. The iPhone's great. Um, not, I don't have one, but <laughs> I'm going to get one. Are you really? Yeah. Get out of here! Yeah, I'm going to go get the iPhone 4s here in the next <sighs> week or two. I want an iPhone. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> um, no, I've never no. had a smartphone at all, though. Wow. Well, now you get one. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. No, I was going to say. I mean, even the iPhone, in a way, is kind of a you know, it's kind of a, a mix of the the iPod plus the cover flow artwork that was starting to come out on iTunes, and then the capability of a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was innovative for sure, and, and the touchscreen, I think, kind of you know revolutionized uh, the way that phones work. Um, well, I mean, even that was kind of a, a play on you know on, on what was existing. Right. Um, and then, of course, the iPad is essentially like like a bigger version of the the iTouch, which the iTouch is just the iPhone without the right, phone capability. Right. So the iPad is just kind of a sleeker, slicker, cooler version of the iTouch. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's creative, but it's not a creation. There you go. Bingo. Per se. I mean, like... Like the iPod was a creation. I mean, yeah, that was new. The, yeah, the first never, MP3 player, yeah. Yeah, you know. never... Yeah. So that, that's that's brand new. Nobody had ever done that before. But um, but a lot of us before the iPhone came out was like, man, it would it, it would be so nice to have because because I had a little uh, pocket PC thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then and people had PDAs of different kinds, right, know, right. Like, man, it would be nice if this was my phone, yeah, and and it could do all this and, stuff too. and i can put my music on yeah. it right because you know yeah you, you would have like your ipod and in one hand you'd have your phone in the other you'd have like your your uh your style you know your pd with the stylus you know remember mm-hmm. those like mm-hmm. like and, and you'd have to learn the the, the graffiti yeah, the yep. um gosh yeah i uh, you know i never had one but i had friends who did and it was just like obnoxious you know mm-hmm. you're like trying to write things in and you have to learn the certain motions you know yeah i i got one and i barely used it except for like i used it i would do my calendar stuff on the computer mm-hmm. and then upload it there ah. and do the same thing with contacts and stuff and so like it was just basically um yeah the planner the the paper planner that people palm used pilot planning. isn't that what yep. what they were called palm pilot mm-hmm. yeah i remember john ross had one john yeah. ross had a palm pilot so you'd have your palm pilot with your calendar <laughs> and and your you know your contacts and some mm-hmm. other important information then you'd have your phone to make your calls and mm-hmm. then you'd have your ipod for your music right. and it's like yeah combine it yeah makes sense so yeah it wasn't necessarily a creation but it was creative i know probably a lot of people would argue with me about that but but it's it's a combination of existing creations i totally feel you but like but i you know what i care about is the next what's the next big thing right yeah like i you know i was talking to somebody about this not long ago because even just in terms of you know facebook and twitter i was like so what's the next big thing that's going to be 
you know, become the next Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, lots of people speculate, but nobody has any idea, obviously. Although, again, you can make the argument, Facebook, um, you know, I mean, it was kind of a, a, a play on, like, MySpace. Um, I mean, Facebook was, you know, uh, if you've watched the, the movie, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, the social network, I mean, you know, <laughs> Facebook was just, you know, uh, a place for, for college students to kind of get together and, and mm-hmm. connect and everything. So, I mean, Multnomah even had that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Multnomah actually had a Facebook. It was called Facebook <laughs> before Facebook, mm-hmm. the, you know, existed. The, um, you know, of course, Multnomah's Facebook was just like pictures of students. Um, it was just like your profile mm-hmm. pic. So it wasn't even that great. But anyway, so whatever. It's a loss. It's a loss to our society. But to our fast big question, all that pace. matters right now mm-hmm. is... What what does Steve Jobs believe? Mm-hmm. What what uh what decisions did he make? Interesting. Yeah, that that's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're here to talk about worship stuff, right? Because yeah. this is a worship worship ministry. But you know, Steve Jobs had a huge impact on worship ministry. Yeah, we have to. Well, because even the iPad, you know, you can do uh, you know, the music stand mm-hmm. on Planning Center. Then yep. you, like, I use my. I haven't yet, but like for a long time, I've used my iPod as a worship, and I've written posts on. Yeah. On worshipministrycatalyst.com about about how to use your iPod as a worship ministry tool. There it's you like, go. You know, so there's he's made a big impact on how we do worship ministry. So it's fair that we stop okay. our respects. All right. So, so so there we go. So it is worship ministry catalyst related. Mm-hmm. Um but the big issue that we're gonna talk about, um and how much time we got. Uh okay. So um no big issue, episode ninety nine. Um 99 what uh sorry so today <laughs> i just gotta vent a little bit all right all right so today i um actually started last night last night was wednesday night they had youth group um you know after youth group is over 9 45 phil youth pastor texted me he's like Hey, it sounds like the subs aren't working. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, hopefully, something's just unplugged. I mean, because that happens, like mm-hmm. a wire gets unplugged. So this morning, I'm going there, I'm checking, you know, everything looks like it's plugged in. I go up in the amp room, uh, check the amps, and the amp for the sub is off. It's just not turned on. I'm thinking, great, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, and I'm hoping, well, maybe it's just got unplugged somehow, you know, maybe, maybe this is unplugged. No, it's plugged. Everything's working. It's just the amp won't turn on. And um, anyway, th- this actually happened to one of Did our. You kick it? Yeah, I kicked it really hard <laughs> just to see if I could wake it up. No, this actually happened to one of our other amps, um, the amps that that control our our high frequency. Uh, it happened like a year ago, um, and it's frustrating because these are actually new amps, and I, I guess it's a known problem. Uh, Crown. Uh, produce a batch of faulty amps that have this part. Uh, the, these amps, when you start them up, there's actually like a startup cycle. It's not just like an analog on and off. They're digital amps. And so mm-hmm. when you start them up, it has to go through like a startup sequence. And there's this part that controls the startup sequence. Anyway. We're going to have to pause for a second. Got it. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're back. All right, my family came the kids here for a second so just the boys harrison and henry they were here my wife and yes and becky she was here too (laughs) the kids just sauntered in by themselves (laughs) 
Um, wow. Sorry, so I was talking about my amp. Um, so they don't work. It, yeah, it doesn't turn There's on. Known problem. Known problem. Um, and I'm very frustrated. All right, I'm very frustrated because two reasons. One, when this happened last year, uh, you know, with the the high amp, uh, you know, we had the same problem. I had to I had to send it back to like the manufacturer. You know, they had to put in a part because you know it's all like for the warranty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so super annoying. We, we were without our amp for like a couple weeks, um, during a really busy time. It was right at Thanksgiving. So, so we had the Sunday service and then we had our Thanksgiving Eve service. And then there was actually a funeral that week. And then there was the next Sunday service and we missed plus youth group in there. We missed all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this time around, I'm like, great, we're going to be without our, our subs for, you know, for a couple of weeks, which I mean, I know in the in the grand scheme of things, I know it's not a huge deal. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the subs just give you that low end, it gives you that depth, that presence, but it sounds really tinny and thin without it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of annoyed. Um you know, and I'm annoyed that they didn't fix the problem because it was one of those things where it, when it happened, you know, the guys are like, oh, you know, we'll come out and we'll put, you know, we'll put new parts on those other amps so this doesn't happen again. Um, and then I never followed up with them. And and here we are now the amp, the sub amp is out. So I'm frustrated with that. But I think what's most frustrating is the fact that it's like I have no control over this, you know. Uh, the amp is out. There's nothing that we can do to fix it because we have to send it away to a company uh, for them to replace the part. And who knows if they have the part. And if they do, the turnaround time is still at least like a week and a half. So I'm frustrated. And it got me thinking. Um, and, and here I am. I'm getting to my points. <laughs> All right. It got me thinking about how... As leaders, as as ministry leaders, as worship leaders, as people in in ministry, how do we respond um, when things are out of our control? Um, because if you know anything about me, and David knows me, um, and maybe you, the listener, might know me if you've been listening for a while. If you know anything about me, like I'm, I'm kind of I'm one of those control kind of guys. I don't like to call myself a control freak. Uh, but some people probably would. Um, I, I just I, I like being like I, I like being in involved. I like kind of knowing the details of what's happening. Um, I, I like having my hands in kind of everything, uh, just so I'm aware. You know, I know my team. I care about my team. Uh, I I know. You know, yeah. I just I, I like knowing all the different aspects. I like kind of not even necessarily being in control, but just kind of being in the know, being aware. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of situation really rubs me the wrong way because I have zero control over it. Uh, I, I can't control how fast we get it. Um, I, I can't control if the company has the part. I can't control the fact that we don't have subs. Um, and the worst part is I can't even plug the subs into another amp, uh, you know, because we, we have like amps that we, we could use, but they're all analog amps. And, and everything is wired, uh, everything we have is wired digitally because we have this digital amp align ray, which is really cool when it all works. Mm-hmm. But it has like the built-in crossover, it has like built-in, you know, frequency, it has, so anyway, they're all connected. Um, the funny thing, yeah, I was kind of jabbing at, you know, a little bit earlier when, because when I was there, we didn't have subs for, yeah. for a long time. 
And so, and I was just thinking back about it. So, I actually rented subs from Scott Olson. I remember you saying this. For, yes, for our for the Christmas choir thing. You know that we did that first year I was there. And then the, one of the sound guys comes up and says, "You know, we actually have subs." I was like, what? We have we subs? Have subs? Yeah, we just don't roll them out. So, they're, you know, they're on wheels. The, 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 at, it was a different amplifier back at that time. Everything was different. But um, the amp was there. You know, they were turning it on and off every week with the other amplifiers. So the amp was there. It's just it was all wired. They just had to roll them out and plug them in, and they just didn't do it for whatever reason. I was wow, like, why would you not use subs? <laughs> like, yeah, we got to start using those. No kidding. Yeah, because I, I, I actually came to one of our sound tech meetings. Like, yeah, so we need to figure out a way to get some subs in here. And no one said anything. Well, no, afterward, that's when uh, I found out. Yeah, we actually have some. <laughs> like, wow. So, yeah, yeah, you're like, well, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for wasting my money. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just it, it, it's it's hard for me, um, you know. And I gotta I gotta imagine that there's probably other people like me. Because uh, I think just being a leader, just being in a place of leadership, it kind of naturally puts you in this place where, you know, you, you have to kind of be in control. You have to be in charge. You have to be able to make decisions. Um, and, and so by default, you know, I, I'm I'm already that way by just, just naturally. I, I'm already mm-hmm. kind of a controlling person and like to, you know, be in control. But then in addition to being in leadership and my, my, my place at the church, it just, it it drives me crazy. And so, so here's the topic. Here's the point. All right. What do you do as a leader or as someone involved in leadership in ministry, when things don't go your way, when, when you're not in control, where you lose control, how do you respond? Uh, Because I'll tell you, my response has been frustration. Like I've been very frustrated today. Like, like I'm sending texts, I'm making phone calls, I'm sending out emails, I'm trying to get this amp fixed, and and of course no one's responding to me, you know. And I'm like, ah, so I'm frustrated, and um, I don't think that's the best response. <laughs> uh, I know it's not the best response, um, but it's hard for me because mm-hmm. of my controlling personality. Yeah. And so, how do you respond? Well, I'm wired differently than you. Yeah, you're laid back. Yeah, I'm a laid back guy, and <laughs> and I, you know, I actually, but I've constant consciously made a decision to to work that way too, because you know when there are times when I get frustrated and I want to, you know, lash out at somebody. Or, <laughs> you know, what's wrong whatnot. with you? But but like, and and I, you know, some people have actually commented on this. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm Excuse sorry you. about that. But um, when things happen, I just I've just decided just to roll with you know to roll with it. You know, like you said, it's not the end of the world. It's in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be what maybe one or two weeks, maybe three. Yeah, and it's like, and how long you been there? You know, five plus years. Five. So you, you know that's out of. Out of the 250, 260 weekends that you've been there, two or three, you know, it's that's that's not even the whole scheme. You know, that's just your little, your your little piece of the pie. So, like, you know, when things happen, they they happen, and especially technical things. You know, we have no control over some of the technical. Things I know, that and it drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like. So, so you can, so you can get worked up about something that you have no control over, or you can just 
that's for a different personality. You probably have to you have to train yourself to do this. It's not everyone just happens. You have to work. You have to work but, at it. But you know, I just I've just decided I'm not going to get worked up about those things. If you know if something happens and it doesn't work, there's always next week. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, come on, like, like, isn't it hard? I mean, isn't it hard for you when, when like, I mean, every you know, it's like things are just falling apart. And, and you want to be able to fix it, but you can't. I mean, do you do you seriously, David? Do you seriously? You know, oh well. I mean, because because you know, at what point? Um, so so I'm two sides, right? There's two sides of this. You know, the one side is like super uptight, and you know, and it's like any little thing goes wrong, and you're freaking out. Other side of it is like ah, you don't care about anything. No matter what happens, just blah. I don't think I would say I don't care about anything, but but I don't. I especially when I'm in with volunteers, I try to make sure I don't respond in a way that's going to uh, create more problem hmm. in an already problematic situation. So, um, you know, like if a drummer doesn't show up to rehearsal or for the service, well, you know, I'll call I'll call the drummer and I'll call other drummers and see if anyone can show up and <clears throat> and other team members will call and text and do the same thing if they know somebody. But when service starts, I can't be sitting there freaking out. Right. And and worried about the fact that we don't have a drummer. I've got to go in there and do the best I can with what we've got. Right. And if I, you know, if, if I'm sitting there in my head, even even if I'm cool on the outside, but I'm freaking out in my head, I could, it's, it's going to take away from, it's going to make it even worse. Like it's going to take an already bad situation and drive it down a couple more notches because I'm going to be distracted. I'm going to be sitting there thinking about, Oh, well this, this part of this song isn't going to work. This part of that song isn't going to work because we don't have a drummer. Well, you know, it's, I've got to make it work as best, as best we can. Right. And so, um, Maybe on the inside I freak out a little bit more than I do on the outside, but I'm just not a freak out kind of guy. Yeah, it takes a lot. Like it takes a lot to freak you to get you freaked a, it out. Take like it would take like everything not working, the sound system not turning on, and the projector not showing up, not turning on the- <laughs> for for me to probably to get you know super frustrated. But but I don't know. I think you when you're when you're in a leadership role, there's I can't remember where I think it's in the book, the 360 degree leader. Uh, by John Maxwell, but you know he talks about emotions and dealing with your emotions, and he talks about as a leader sometimes you have to de- you have to delay your emotions. Hmm. And we may have talked about this, you know, ninety nine episodes. It's hard to remember what we <laughs> have and talked about. <laughs> no, but, I don't know if we have talked about this. So go but, ahead. But uh, just the idea is, you know, when you're in a leadership position, you know, if if people see you emotional, they will respond in an emotional way. They'll, you're giving them permission to respond in the same way that you're responding. Yeah. And so, you know, so if, if something happens and you throw a big fit and you start crying and, you know, lay down on the floor and kicking your feet and stuff like that, then you're giving other people permission to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them permission in the future to, to react in the same way, even if you don't. So sometimes as a leader, you have to delay, you have to, you have to take your emotional response and can it for a while. Yeah until you're not around people, then you can respond, you know, then, then when you're in the private office that you have, or you're at home and you're in the bathroom, or you know, something, wherever you are, then you can, you know, you can go in there and cry and you can go in there and do whatever you need to do, but just, 
but that doesn't I'm all, that also doesn't mean you know that we don't be vulnerable but when it, in certain situations you have to delay your emotions you can't respond emotionally no but other situations you should respond emotionally you know when when you're grieving with somebody then then it's right. appropriate to respond but no and and yeah and i i i agree um you know i i think i think for um if for people your personality laid back, you know, that that's really easy. Mm-hmm. People my personality a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I will say, I mean, with, with that, you know, I do agree as far as like, you know, when, when you're in leadership and you're like, let's say it's a Sunday morning and things are going wrong, which I mean, that's happened. It's happened to me. I, it's happened to you. I'm sure it's happened mm-hmm. to many people who are listening. Um, to everybody. To, yeah. It, it, it's inevitable. <laughs> Something you do, happens. Always. You do it enough. Yeah, you do it enough and something's going to go horribly wrong and you can't fix it. And so, yeah, like Sunday morning, um, I think, you know, when I'm there, uh, when we're together, you know, it, it it's a lot easier for me to, you know, especially in front of everyone to delay my emotions. And, and I think I do that. You know, I, I probably I, I probably am still, you know, uh, freaking out in my head, um, but I do try to control. What what gets me is like this situation. You know, it's middle of the week. I want to get this thing fixed for Sunday. Um, you know, well, you know if, but like you still have some time. Yeah, I got time. So like, if it's that important to you, go rent a powered sub from somewhere, a Mackie sub, and just run a line out from your board to it, and do it that way for this week or the next yeah. couple of weeks. See, that's the thing though. Yeah. It's not. It's not that important to me. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not important enough where I'm going to do that. It just frustrates me. Yeah. I just want to complain about all right, it. You just, all right. And now you're going to feel better because you complained about it, right? Oh. Now, now you got it off your chest. Okay, I'm good now. All right, I'm. I'm. I'm done. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. <laughs> episode 99 wow so uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can get in touch with us online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com you can send us an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or, or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash wmcatalyst you can like us on facebook facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst and we just love to hear from you so yay so uh, get in touch with us if you have questions, if you have something you want us to talk about, something you want our sage advice on. There we go. Uh, we will do that. I'm trying to dig up something else here, and I, I'm not going to be able to do it real quick. Hmm. I have a Google phone number that, you know, if you, if people want to call, they could actually call. Google uh, Google voicemail? Yeah. Sweet. So um, vamp for a second, and I'm going to go get the number. Oh, okay. Well, I'll continue to vamp. <laughs> I can talk more about my amplifier woes. Um, uh, finding a drummer, that's sometimes a frustration. But you found I, a drummer. I did. I, yeah, so just that. just now as we were meeting, actually, uh, one of my drummers texted me. He's like, sure, I can, I can play. Uh, so that was cool. But um, what is it with drummers? I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be stereotypical. And, and if you're a drummer listening, I apologize if you're offended. But seriously, why why does it seem that drummers are often the more more flaky? Uh, is it just me? No, I think you're right. Come on, that's why there's all those jokes we did. About <laughs> I know, I remember. Those. So okay. no no offense if you're a drummer, yeah. but <laughs> all right. So here's the phone number. Here we go. I don't know our country code. I think it's one one or something like that. So if you're out of the country. You you look up whatever country code it is to call America. Yeah. So I think one because we're number one. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's bad. Yeah. I love other countries too. So uh, one area code three six zero eight one eight four three three nine. 
So if you want to call and leave a voicemail, we'll, we'll play it on the podcast. Whoa! So, so you, you could can, be, you can, be you can hear yourself on the podcast. The next time you listen, you could be on there, but you mm-hmm. have to call. You have to call. So, and you have to leave a voicemail. Yep. So, all Sweet. right. That's it. Episode right. 99 in the can. Bye-bye. <laughs>